everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holmes. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer questions that we have for him today. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc Team of Physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Thank you for joining us today. Always a pleasure. And Happy New Year to you Happy as well. New Year. Here we go into 2021. Um, good luck to everyone trying new things, trying to make health improvements this year, right? Exactly. Good time to, to come up with a goal for yourself for to make a healthier new year. And one thing we're all very excited about in 2021 is um, COVID vaccines and um, that we're making progress on those. And we want to learn a lot more about those from you today, Dr. Ellsworth. Yeah, it's, uh, we've had a lot of, I've had a lot of patients ask me about what, how we're doing, what we're doing, and a lot of people calling in and apologize if you're having a little harder time calling your doctor uh, if, if, if the clinic's uh, busy with some of those phone calls. But uh uh, you know, we're, we're, we're making headway on, on these vaccines, um, so that's, that's great. Um, We've started having some um, here in Brookings, here in South Dakota. It's been a few weeks now since that has started. Is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, since, oh, at least mid-December, mm-hmm. you know, and they started vaccinating uh, the hospital staff, and and nurses and and doctors and um and the clinic staff and and nurses and and, and doctors and uh and so we're we're kind of marching down these phases uh determined by the South Dakota Department of Health okay. um and uh and so 1A were those frontline healthcare personnel and long-term care facility staff so the staff in the nursing homes mm-hmm. and then 1B were all the long-term care residents, so the nursing home residents, since they're at highest risk for complications from COVID-19. Um, and now we're in 1C. So now we're working on uh, other frontline public health workers um, and law enforcement and correctional officers, um, you know, other other things like that. and. You know, you can't really compare. If you know someone from another part of the country and they say they're in 1C, it might not mean the same thing as okay. us. Okay. So this is all de- determined by state. You know, they're leaving it up to states to come up with how they're going to do this. So every state has a different phase plan and phase group. Um, and so hopefully soon we'll move into 1D. And that's when we start talking about uh, doing um, individuals at high risk for um, adverse health consequences from from COVID-19, from um, risk factors and teachers and school staff and childcare workers and uh, people age 65 and older and and residents in congregate settings. Um, You know, that's an example of like, uh, advance in town, those residents, um, or you know, like, oh, if you think of, I don't know, McCross and Boys Ranch or something like that, where they're living together um, all the time, or and funeral service workers and 
and so on. So they're all in 1D, and that may not happen all at once either. Okay. Um, and uh, right now they're looking at probably moving into 1D in February. Okay. And that's also determined by the South Dakota Department of Health when we can move on to the next phase. Okay. Um, every week, uh, Avera and Sanford and, 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 and Birkins Health System and such get an allotment of more vaccines. And then they need to try to get those distributed and make sure that they use every last one. Right. Which South Dakota's done a great job of. Excellent. And we're leading the nation in vaccines per capita. Okay. Yes. I Also cattle per capita and a lot of other things <laughs> per capita. But sure. uh, we're doing a good job Getting with the Getting those vaccine vaccines that we do and, receive yes. to people. Yes. Okay. You, we, it's a little unpredictable how many you're going to get. Okay. And so that's unfortunately why it, 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 the, the planning gets complicated, too. Sure. We don't know in South Dakota, if, week by week, if it's two to 5,000 or so a week for the whole state dispersed to all these different health systems because South Dakota decided let's, let's have the health systems figure this out. Okay. Um, so I, from what I understand, I think Avera has done uh, maybe about 14,000 vaccines so far. So when we, um, for those different groups um, that you were mentioning, you know, law enforcement, things like that, so the health systems, um, clinics, et cetera, are reaching out to those groups when it's their Correct. turn. Um, yes. so, that's, so that's how they know that their turn is coming. Um, as we become more broad, more public places, less, you know, um, What's the best way for people to get information about whose turn it is? So they will be reaching out through multiple media outlets to let people know. You know, so far, while it's these certain groups, so far we've, you know, contacted those leaders of those groups and emailed, ad, emailed those members of those groups and had them sign up okay. and such. Right now there's, there's no list of people uh, that uh, from you know that have called in or anything like that, you, you don't you there. don't need to call in to get on a list. Okay. Uh, right as it is now, and we will let people know, I guess, through uh, you know the media and, and such, if it if and when it's um, more open to the general public. Okay. And at that point, it'll probably be more of a mass event where, you know, people probably sign up ahead of time. Because we're not really interested in having, you know, 5,000 people line up right. outside the Swift Health Center right. and there's only 1,000 vaccines in there. Right. Let's avoid um, that. We're trying to avoid that. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. um, and so it'll probably be more like where, okay, now you can go on somewhere and sign up. Okay. Um, and to reserve your spot. Okay. Um, and... There's no details on that yet. Okay. And they'll also work on how how do we help people that don't have internet access or mm -hmm. do that for some people mm -hmm. and so on. And there's a lot to be figured out with that yet. But in that 1D group, like I said, we've also got teachers and we've got residents in congregate settings and funeral service workers and so on. And so, you know, it might parse down that way a bit yet. And, you know, 1D is person's age 65 and older, but it might open up first to those 75 and older. Mm. 
something like that kind of okay. you know, break it down. Right. Okay. Right. So it's a. I wish um, maybe there was more transparency and how this is all going, how this is working, but they're working on it. They're right. trying to get it figured out. And and some of that is because it's determined by the South Dakota Department of Health, and, we, and they haven't said what they're going to do. Sure. So then we don't know. Sure. <laughs> and not knowing how many vaccines are available and all that. So yeah. um, the good news, like you mentioned, is that the vaccines we have been getting in South Dakota seem to most be pretty effectively being given um, yes. in South Dakota. So that's yes. good that we're at right. that so far. Well, yeah. we do need and, to go ahead, take yeah. our first break. Uh, we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Uh, today we are not able to take questions that you're calling in, so I apologize. We won't be able to do that today um, with our setup, but we have a, I have a bunch of questions for Dr. Ellsworth that we'll continue to ask him about these um, vaccines, and I know um, many of us have questions about that. So we'll continue to dive into that, and we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. It's time to get your flu shot. The influenza virus is a seasonal illness that changes every year. That is why the CDC recommends a new flu shot each year for everyone over six months of age. Now is the time to get your 2020 vaccine. It is especially important to receive the vaccine this year while we are in the midst of the COVID pandemic. The flu vaccine, along with good hand washing, mask use, and social distance, will help you from getting and spreading influenza and COVID. Vaccines are available at your provider's office as well as many area pharmacies. Please make it a priority to get your flu shot soon. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Before the break, we were discussing um, the COVID vaccine and the plans um, in place to get those out to the different population groups. Um, Dr. Ellsworth, you were explaining we're in phase one, and phase one is um, broke down into, what, five categories, and we're still working through those broad categories. Is that right? Yep. We got 1C and then next is hopefully in February 1D. Um, and once again, we're looking at teachers and school staff and people age 65 and older and those with uh, high risk, you know, medical conditions and funeral service workers, residents and congregate settings. And then 1E would be after that, uh, some public facing workers and essential and critical infrastructure fire service personnel, et cetera. And then phase two is when we just, it's all others, 16 and older. Okay. And that will probably be, we're looking at probably April or May okay. for the general public. Okay. Um, so if people want to, I know 1D, 1E doesn't maybe mean a lot to a lot of us if we don't have yeah. um, a chart to reference or more information about that. So You can um, go to the South Dakota Department of Health website, that covid.sd.gov. Yeah, and there's a nice chart there that you can identify where you might fit in or where your loved ones might fit in. I know many of us might not be concerned about ourselves, but some of the people we love and their health situations. So um, at least then you'll know which category you're in. And then it sounds like we just need to make sure we're being informed citizens, right? Reading right. the newspaper and listening to the radio right. and paying attention to what 
um, is happening for for treating, yeah. providing the COVID vaccines. So. Yep. Yep. At this point, you you don't need to call in to get on a list. There is no such list at this point. Okay. Because we just don't have enough information to be able to do that yet. And just one more time, a reminder, where are we at right now? We're at the one... Um, one, one C. One C. So frontline public health workers, EMS, you know, mer emergency medical service people, um, you know, ambulance people, law enforcement, correctional officers. Okay, that's for here in, in Brookings. We know we might have listeners from other places, but in Brookings, that's where we're at. Um, so it's great news that uh, most of our long-term care residents have had an opportunity to get their first shot. That's such wonderful news. And um, the staff there and a lot of our healthcare providers. So, Dr. Ellsworth, have you had a shot? I have had a shot. Yes. I did. Yep. I good. did. Yep. And uh, it went went fine. So I'll get my second here uh, in a in a few weeks. All right. Yeah. So you get with the with the Moderna vaccine, you get it once, and then 28 days later. Now, is the Moderna vaccine what most of us in Brookings are getting? Well, or not necessarily. It, it has been a mix. Okay, so there's been a mix. Yep, yep, because the very first shipment that came in for here were the Pfizer. Okay. Um, through the hospital, and uh, and then the Moderna came in through Avera. Okay. So, um, and Pfizer, I guess I should know this, but I think it's three weeks later or so they get the second shot. Okay. So. And are we expecting additional shots to be available, like other types, brands of shots to be available anytime soon? Soon, or is it kind of these two for a while yet? These two for now, you know, okay. they're looking at approving a couple of the others, but they their studies weren't quite as good as well or put together okay. as these two. So they, I don't know if the others are going to get approved in the U.S. for sure as quite quickly. yet or not or as quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's a consideration. You know, I do want to mention that um, we do have those monoclonal antibody treatments. Okay. that we can give people, you know, it's still important to social distance and, and wear masks and try to avoid getting getting uh, COVID. Um, you know, I just heard on a call that uh, uh, our infection rate is starting to go on an uptick a little bit. Okay. Maybe that's post-holiday or so. You know, we've done a great job here in Brookings over the last month. The numbers had really gone down and we've been, been doing pretty well. Um, but uh, it sounds like, at least in the Vera system, it's upticked a little bit. Okay. Um, and so that's something we got to watch out for. Um, if you are high risk and you get diagnosed with COVID, um, well, first, if you're, if you're having symptoms, I still recommend getting tested so that you know. Okay. And then if you know early on, you could possibly get this monoclonal antibody test, uh, monoclonal antibody uh, treatment. Um, that uh, seems to be pretty helpful if it's given early on, um, uh, similar to what the president got early on and okay. some others, too. So and so who qualifies for that? Yes. You have to be a high-risk person? So if you have diabetes or are on immunosuppressive disease, maybe medication that suppresses the immune system, over age 65, or if you're over age 55 and have heart disease or hypertension or a lung condition, um, even some of those 12 to 17 years of age with certain qualifications and medical problems uh, can qualify 
um, chronic kidney disease or if you're obese, you can qualify um, in general. Anyone over with a BMI over 35 uh, or chronic kidney disease, diabetes, um, so on. So uh, those, you know, if you're wondering, ask and uh, and try to get uh, treatment. It is uh, some uh, a little process okay. where you have to make sure you qualify, and then you you go to the here we do it at the hospital. And uh, you have to be monitored for an hour afterwards, and it takes, I think, about an hour for the infusion. So it's like a three-hour process. Okay. Um, and there's, with any treatment, there's always risks. We want to watch you to make sure there's not sort of some sort of reaction or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, that's it seemed it has been very promising, and we feel that's been helping to decrease the hospitalizations as well. You can't get this treatment uh, one. If you're hospitalized already needing oxygen and stuff, we feel that's too late. It's not okay. helpful then. Okay. So it's more helpful early on mm-hmm. in the course. And so you go to the hospital for for the treatment, but you don't stay at the hospital. You're just there a few hours. Right. And so it's really important, it sounds like, that you, if you're having the symptoms, COVID symptoms, you get tested right yep. away so you know yep. because this treatment is something you want to do right away. Early, yeah, early on and, and that your doctor can get arranged for you. You don't just show up at the hospital. They, sure. they get it approved and set an appointment, and you, then you come come for it. Okay. Yeah, that is um, good news that we have some more treatment yeah. options. Yeah, it's been help. great. We've been doing that since uh, almost a month here now, um, and, and, uh, and that's been really successful, I, I feel. Okay. Well, we need to take our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Our programs are available as podcasts. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40%? from 1989 to 2016 among women. The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. We've been talking today about the COVID-19 vaccine scenes that are now available and um, being distributed, and uh, we've also been just talking about the antibiotic the treatment. monoclonal antibody treatment. Thank you. Uh, which is easier than calling it by its name, which is uh, banlanivimab. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Um, uh, Regeneron is, is also in that category, which is also something I don't want to try even try to pronounce the, the main name for that. But sure. uh, um, that's that treatment in the hospital. If you've had that infusion treatment, you're supposed to wait 90 days before having the vaccine. Okay. Later at another time. Okay. Um, and uh, if you are looking at getting the vaccine soon or scheduled or hoping to soon, um, you don't want to have a different shot within 14 days of that. 
Okay. So if you've had your flu shot, you need to wait 14, at least 14 days before having a COVID shot. Or if you've had your shingles shot, you need to wait at least 14 days. Okay. So if you haven't had your flu shot yet, get it right now. Right so now. So when it's your turn for right. a COVID vaccine, you're ready for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, there's been some questions like, well, if I've had COVID, should I should I have the vaccine? And that uh, that's certainly a, a good question um, and, and something that we're not fully, you know, fully studied. You know, it, there certainly has been some people that have had COVID twice. So there must be some sort of um, waning or decreasing over time immunity that someone gets with COVID. Um, maybe some of that has to do with covid uh, all mutating or changing some over time. Some of that just depends on person to person, how much immunity they end up getting. Um, there are some uh, diseases where a vaccine gives better immunity than having the disease, and there's some diseases where natural immunity is better than the vaccine. Um, we know from the studies the vaccine is about 50% effective after one, and um, about 90, 95% effective after that second dose. Um, and, uh, and, and part of the, the thing is we do, even if you have the vaccine or had it, we really, for now, encouraging everyone to still mask and be careful because that can, the study showed it could help you prevent you from getting sick. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily mean the virus couldn't be, you know, you couldn't be carrying it around for a while, perhaps. Um, that's something they still are looking into. Um, one of the things that's interesting that I just found out is, you know, like when you're getting natural immunity, your body is coming up with antibodies to all these different parts of the virus. So when you get sick naturally. Yep. Yeah. Your body's like, oh, let's attack this part and this part and this part and this part. And attacking some parts of the virus might not actually help at all. Whereas other things, you know, it's just trying everything and hopefully something sticks and helps prevent it. You're building this variety of antibodies to this virus. Okay. Whereas um, this vaccine is targeting the little spike proteins mm -hmm. by teaching your body how to make a few of these spike proteins so that your body has practice attacking the spike protein with its own antibodies. Um, and so the vaccine is giving you a, a targeted antibody, helping your body create antibodies to this spike protein, because we know that's helpful in uh, neutralizing the virus. Whereas your natural immunity might have done that spike protein, but it might maybe not have. It might have attacked several other parts of the virus, or you know, or you know. So it, that's why even if you've had it it still may be beneficial to give your body a boost mm -hmm. with it or even help your body build antibodies to this spike protein. That's the most effective way of getting the, uh, the antibodies to, to fight it, or one of them anyway. So it's, uh, it's uh, that was an interesting thing that I just found out about how this is, um, why we still recommend um, getting the vaccine even if you've had COVID. Now, I don't know if I'd get it right after you've had COVID, you know, or maybe you want to wait 90 days. That's reasonable. Or maybe you want to say, well, you know, I had it. wasn't I, did, I was mild for me, and uh, I'm willing to wait for other people to get the vaccine first. I think that's reasonable, too, you know. So, um, but if you had it and you want to get the vaccine, that's still reasonable as well. Oh, good idea. 
especially if you're um, maybe working with others that you could expose others. Right, to, then right. Then you should probably get the vaccine. Yes. So you're protecting others, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK, and we will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here answering our medical questions today all about the COVID vaccines. Um, so before we kind of finish up here today, Dr. Ellsworth, for those who maybe missed the earlier part of the program, remind us of the, the major points as we are all anxious to get the COVID-19 vaccine and have our loved ones get that. Yes, right now we're in phase 1C and doing public health workers, law enforcement, correctional officers, and we've done hospital and clinic staff and nursing home residents and staff. And next and hopefully in February soon will be this 1D with all those age 65 and older and high-risk conditions and teachers and and so on but uh we're not doing those yet we don't have a list of watch for the news and we'll get that information out on how to how to get signed up um um and uh hopefully we we get there get there going soon um you know if if you have questions for your doctor another reason to get on our portal get signed up for that portal see instead of trying to wait on a phone line or the if there's a lot of people calling in, maybe getting uh, getting signed up for the portals, you can just quick send a quick message to your doctor if needed. But right now, there's nothing for us to say other than watch and listen, okay, and pay attention to mm-hmm. to the radio and the news and and the newspaper and so on. And maybe I'll just mention one more time that website is covid.sd.gov if you want to look at that. Um, graphic that helps explain which which groups are happening when. That's really helpful. Well, I wanted to mention we have a great show coming up um, on television tomorrow night with Dr. Johnston on social determinants. Um, What a fascinating topic about how social determinants um, impact our health and how our environment impacts our health. Um, A lot of times we focus on thinking about being in the hospital and being in the clinic and how those things are able to help us with our health, but how going back out into the world really affects our health. Right, right. Yeah, you know, we're try- they're trying to do a lot of research and studies on this and, and trying to figure out how can we help people. You know, it's one thing that they come in and get sick and get help and go home, and sometimes it's for the same thing over and over again. And, and what are those factors that are contributing to keeping them from their better health? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes that comes down to economics, mm-hmm. you know, the resources, 
you know, if you don't have health insurance or if you don't have the money uh, for your medications or if you don't have a car to be able to get to appointments, um, if you don't have, you know, we talk about eating healthy fruits and vegetables and diet, but if you don't have a grocery store nearby or if you don't have the resources or the money or you don't have a way to get there or, you know, on and on, the, the, there's all these factors. And it comes... It, it, it it comes down to more than just your finances and money and transportation too. I mean, there's uh, social and community. You know, are you are you in a community that's um, less healthy or doesn't have uh, trails to use uh, or are distrustful of doctors or and nurses or or the healthcare community um, or is there a lot of crime around that you're afraid to go outside? Um, or uh, is there not good access to health care? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, do you have to wait forever to, to see a doctor or, to, or even if you go to the ER, you have to wait there for hours or something? And, you know, that happens in some places. Thankfully, we're blessed here to have a nice available health care system. But some places it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and education, if you can't read, how are you going to read these resources. It list goes on and on. So it'll be a great show uh, to kind of learn more about all that and, and the way they're trying to help figure this out to help people. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. And tomorrow, January 7th, the On Call with the Prairie Doc television show We'll discuss how our place in the world affects our health. Prairie Doc host Deborah Johnston and Dr. Jennifer Tinguli of Falls Community Health and Brenda Kark, a social worker with Avera Medical Group Brookings, discuss social determinants of health and how our environment impacts our health. Watch the full episode this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.